Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Hello. Oh boy. Oh boy. I tried to get limoncello today. It's my big quarantine plan. I'm going to get some limoncello, make something. Guess what? Someone bought all the limoncello. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I was uh, actually this close to asking you about it, but I was very disappointed because I had a very cute idea. You get a a handle of vodka, you like get the skins from like, I don't know, like 10 or so, eight to a dozen lemons, let it sit for two weeks, then mix it with simple syrup until you like how it tastes. I think that's what's going to have to happen. I was very, very sad. And oh, Steve is here. Yes, Steve, I, I was just telling Marlo. I tried to go get um, limoncello, thinking I was going to have a cute drinking situation. They're sold out. Some other asshole got the same idea. They're sold out all the limoncello. I mean, I've only, you know, I'm only willing to go across the street to the liquor store. <laughs> so it's not like I went on a journey, but, you know. Vodka, lemons, and simple syrups. All you need. All you need. Oh, boy. In like two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks yeah exactly Mar- marlo used to make limoncellos all the time yeah i know it's I know. a great idea i need to, honestly i should have already started a moonshine situation just had a full-blown bootleg yeah. situation over here just, well you know. i was wondering when this whole thing started what's the what the uh profit margin would be of just buying a thing of vodka and then dipping it up into small bottles and selling those as hand sanitizer. <laughs> but most vodka isn't strong enough as sanitizer. Yeah. I I know this. I know this because Tito's tweeted about it quite a bit. Fair enough. Anyway, welcome to Pinko Kami Sluts, everyone. Uh we're here still. <laughs> this is our first post candidate Bernie episode we're all dealing with it very well <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy no like now i don't have to care <laughs> it, yeah it's, it is a relief whatever. it is a relief it is a relief i i kept saying to people like basically the the choice is um i could continue to take my own money and time and effort and call people and and go canvas and do all these things and uh like you know, expend so much energy, or now I can just maybe be convinced to send in a provisional ballot for November. So uh, don't worry, everyone listening. I only vote in solidly blue states, so it doesn't make a difference. I uh, am not even involved enough to be even that up on the down ballot situations where I currently live. It's interesting. There were some down ballots in New York I kind of cared about. Here, I don't know anything that's going on. I kind of want to switch, like, illegally switch my registration to Ohio and then not vote for Biden. 
Oh, no, you're fully committed. I guess the jig is up, guys. We really, uh, this whole thing was about getting four more years of Trump. Um, <laughs> and the shams open. I, I don't know, guys. I'm just, um, first of all, I don't know if any of you have noticed that the uh, right wing media has started to talk about Biden a little bit, make fun of Biden. And um, it just everything I'm seeing. I mean, it's all lame because it's all fucking right wingers and the Babylon Bee and stupid shit like that. But, uh, you know, I, I just I see it come across. There was one Babylon Bee that was like, oh, like uh, Biden gets a specially made mask so he can sniff people's hair still, which I got to say for Babylon Bee is Babylon really like B has some not too. They do have some hits. I gotta Everyone say, one hundred percent has some hits. They're occasionally it, it, even a little self-deprecating, which is nice. Yeah, no, Babylon B is okay. Um, it's better than most uh, right-wing attempts at humor. It, oh, it for sure is. It for sure is. Uh, but yes, I saw that and I was like, oh, ha ha ha. That's right. Um, the, the 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 DNC the establishment at large is like completely unprepared. I now I think Steve and I are in a disagreement about this, but I'm pretty sure uh, Biden's going to pick Kamala because I think his team is riding on this like idea that they could make an inverse uh, Obama 2.0 situation with Kamala as VP, and that'll take care of all of these details they don't really want to focus on. I think they're that out of touch. I think they think Kamala no, being... At best, AG, at best, Attorney General. As I said before, like she's from a solidly blue state. Biden is racist. Biden's team presumes everyone else is racist. And Biden presumes that no matter who they pick for VP, the African-American community is going to vote for him anyways. So I understand from like this hyper woke perspective, like, you know, it really catered to people that would already vote for Biden. I think their theory is different. I think they're trying to nab suburban Republicans. And I think choosing Kamala Harris would lose those suburban Republicans more than gain them. I don't know. I don't know. I think Kamala has some weird appeal with people who who do skew more conservative. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it's just a picture in their head they're trying to match. You know, it's an inarticulate idea of a vibe they want for a ticket. And I feel like a lot of these people are stuck in the past. They can't see what's currently happening. I guess it, we'll see. I know Kamala did immediately start a um, fundraising effort that kind of indicates that she believes she's at least on the short list for a VP pick. I think that's simply like California. Joe Biden is broke. Joe Biden needs money fast and bad. California is that purse that he's going to draw from, either from the Nancy Pelosi's or from the Kamala Harris. But like the ability for him to gain cash on hand really quickly is deteriorating by the day. And he's losing ground already. Did anybody else see that Trump uh, ad against him? Maybe. There was a, a Trump ad that was hitting him on standing for China, which he has in the past, and also accusing him of being a corrupt family and yep. uh, really 
tying him to China and really playing on his relationship to China and corrupt backroom dealings and hitting him as a corrupt politician who's made horrible decisions for 50 years. I mean, it literally was Trump's play the last time, so why not do it again? That was my whole thing about Biden the whole time, was that Trump has an easy playbook. Yeah, I mean, Trump has an extremely easy playbook with this situation. And, like, I am so frustrated with this weird netherworld that I feel like we're in where I'm being tasked to pretend like these things are so good and, like, Biden's such a strong candidate, like, as if the only criticism you could have of him is is rooted in some weird... Um, you know, Bernie obsession or whatever. Like when the fact is, is he is offering less uh, to people like me uh, than even Hillary was uh, offering in comparison. And at least she was a fucking woman. I got to be honest. At least she had some intangible uh, social impact that she could theoretically offer. Biden doesn't even have that. And if he doesn't make any bold shifts... How can I make an argument to someone? Say I woke up tomorrow and wanted to fall in line with with my Dems and et cetera. And I wanted to reach out to people who were historically don't vote, who haven't voted, right? There's I can't concoct an argument that would be compelling to any of these people. It's all based on the assumption that Trump won last time because of third party voting or protest voting or whatever, which is just not true. And I refuse to even like validated a little anymore especially since almost everyone i talk to doesn't live in a swing state at all they're all just you know masturbating with with their smugness over it isn't biden's theory of the case being that hillary lost because of sexism and now he doesn't have to worry about that so basically that a woman can't uh beat trump yeah no that's that's been Biden's case the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I guess either that or just the general intangibleness that like people have literally spent uh, since 1992 hating Hillary Clinton for some reason. Now they don't have that baggage. Right. And the idea is that Trump won't be able to amass that type of baggage on Biden in the next six months. Yeah. I, I just... I just don't know where these imaginary people are coming from. It just very quickly went from, oh, all of you Bernie people are just like nonsense and la 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 to suddenly we're so vital, but not vital enough for anyone to actually try to win us over. (laughs) You know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I I I feel like it's partisan betrayal. You know, if you're voting third party, then you're, betraying the party and you're voting for Trump and this kind of moralizing. Yeah, no, that's all they really have. I mean, I mean, his, his only fucking argument he is making to anyone vaguely on the left is Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to die soon. That's Which is delusional. That's literally the only argument he has for the man who put Clarence Thomas. Exactly. In- yeah. I mean, it's is telling us that we need to trust him with the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's all they have uh, for anyone on the left. For anyone else, it's this 
general back to normal bullshit. And I mean, honestly, I don't even think he's making a narrative. I think he's going to try and rely on uh, an apocalyptic uh, situation to just say, well, I have to win by default because the unemployment's at 30%, and that's insane. So I must win. Uh, I am looking forward to the debates. Is I, anybody looking forward to yeah, the debates? Yeah, it'll be fine, I guess. Yeah, I, the, yeah, I guess. I mean, hun- I, honestly... No. As much as I uh, believe women and everything right now, um, whenever I see Biden, it's not even like it inspires anger. It just makes me sad. Oh, God. It just, he he making me sad. No, 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 no. Not the Biden-Trump debate. The other Biden, other Trump debate. Yeah, well, Matt Christie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don Jr. versus Don Hunter. Jr. Versus Hunter. Yeah, that yeah. that was that was uh that was Chrisman's idea, I think. But yeah, no, that would rock. Um, yeah, the the Biden, the actual Biden Trump debate is going to be. I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to be incoherent. It's going to be yeah. incoherent at best. Yeah, it's going to be like two old men who have never actually fought anyone in their lives, constantly like threatening to fight someone. Yeah, exactly. They're going to end up threatening to like do an arm wrestling contest in the middle of the debate. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna meet you outside. Do you want me? Want to meet outside after the debate? We'll fight about it. And like, also, Biden's gonna do like what my grandmother did and say that like Trump is full of soup instead of full of shit. And like, <laughs> like then that they're gonna start like selling like soup T-shirts and it's gonna be awesome. Oh my god, that sounds fucking awful. Yeah, I'm here for it though. Like I'm. I'm going to wear that soup t-shirt and I'm going to dump soup on myself. Yeah, it'll be then like some smarmy fucking Sorkin watching like MSNBC contributor is going to like ask Biden, what did you mean by full of soup? And like Biden's going to like smirkily say, ah, that's a thing we used to say back in Wilmington back in the day. I can see Chris Hayes doing that. We're going to all be like laughing because it's like, ah, he kind of almost said a curse word and he's old and that's good. You know, it'll it'll be it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's not even like an auxiliary pleasure for me. It's not even like a fun person was doing Biden's impression on SNL. (laughs) It's just like snooze fest. There's there's not a lot for me. No, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm looking forward to like Biden projecting this kind of masculinity that he had 30 years ago, but doesn't quite like has deteriorated over the decades. And Trump just being like wrong. No, just like one liners. And he's like, you can't even like Trump will say, look, you can't even say a sentence. And he'll say that on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be like, you can't even string together a complete sentence. Why should you be president? Yeah, no, and the and the best part, yeah, and the Democrats are going to, like, waste their time trying to actually refute that. Um, and it's not going to work because it's going to sound defensive. The only way I think Biden can win is just on a pure, we're in a 
completely unprecedented catastrophe and he ekes it out just because. But even that, like, yeah, sorry if uh, less than a quarter million people fucking die uh, by the end of this, uh, Biden's going to lose. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, a lot seems predicated on just how many people are going to die. Oh, here's a fun story. If people are wondering what it's like in New York, a friend of mine uh, texted me. She went to walk her dog uh, yesterday and she couldn't get out because a dead body was blocking the doorway because the ambulances were all full of other dead bodies. Awesome. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, already doing mass graves. It's uh, oh boy. How are how are you all doing though? Like I I don't mean to be this guy every time, but how are you doing, Bunny? How are you doing, Marlo? We'll go over how I'm doing. Um, I'm you know I'm hanging in there. <laughs> When's the last time you left your your apartment? Well, I do walk the dogs uh, okay. every day, so I do physically like leave the apartment and then um like at least go outside it's you know but i haven't left a uh want to say two mile radius of my apartment in probably a month that's including the few times i went to like get groceries or what have you yeah but it is um it is getting weird i mean i'm like adjusting to working from home full time and uh as much as i would have liked working from home in a normal scenario <laughs> right now it's like um it's very irritating is how, I'm at. but I feel incredibly lucky that I even have that as an option. Uh, it's definitely like a real happenstance things for me. <laughs> Marlo, you're with the, your parents. Yep, yep. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I don't know. They're watching Ozarks. I'm not watching Ozarks. You know how parents are. Yeah, I haven't really uh, gone anywhere since I got home, and it's uh, a bit of a rote nightmare, but also I can be content by the Reading Kafka, as one does, reading some Luxembourg, gaming a bit, a killer queen, and what? I've been reading uh, Leon Trotsky's The History of the Russian Revolution. Oh, cool. Picked up this new, uh, essentially a really cheap indie uh, German-made SimCity knockoff called Theotown. It's all right, but it has the date in the like day, month, year format, so that's annoying. I've moved camps. Uh, Ariel and I have moved into her company's studio. Okay. Okay. Which is fucking sweet. I'm in Dumbo. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Oh, her, that's nice. Her okay. Yeah, her company um, isn't using the studio, so her boss was like, you know, just stay as long as you want. So we uh, came here like three days ago, and we've been living it up in Dumbo. Cool. Uh, yeah, no. To all the places that are not open. It's eerily quiet over here. We're next to, like, a nuclear power plant and a mansion. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I like it. It's uh, decently apocalyptic and close enough to my still steady, very overwhelming job that I have that I keep every day. Steven the hero, baby. 
Steven the hero. Steve, yep. Triple the amount of money I was making before this. Yep. An, an essential hero. I hate that shit so much. <laughs> I know you do. I, I keep, hate it. What's fun is that um, I used to work for Instacart, and um, I kind of stopped working for them acrimoniously because um, they are a shitty company that sucks, and uh, they were constantly stealing my money <laughs> because they had this weird way that they would um, even out. If you met a certain threshold, they wouldn't pay you anything, but if you didn't meet this certain threshold, they'd make up the difference. But what would happen is you'd have a slow day and then you'd have a busier day where you might have gotten like some big tips and then that those big tips would just evaporate yeah they just fill in for the slow day essentially so it was like you didn't do anything like you didn't get any bonus you you know and um i actually got money in a settlement uh with instacart it was a a class action thing i got like a hundred bucks but um they've been emailing me nonstop. Come back to work for Instacart. We need you. We need you. And I'm like, they're allowing for all of these terrible practices. People are allowed to change their tips after. So people will think they're getting some like really great tip. And then, um, I heard about that. Yeah. 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 They lure the customer in and then change the tip afterwards. Right. Yeah. It's so gross. As the oh. diabolical. Apparently, Tara Reid just filed a criminal complaint over the 93 allegation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I'm just hey. looking at the Business Insider story now. Will that uh, gain any traction amongst those who say he's not a rapist? Probably not. Probably not, but it'll... I don't think it'll make a difference for the people who are very comfortable not believing a woman if it serves their political aims. I do, however, think that it'll it'll get more attention now uh, because I guess the media didn't feel like it was okay to report on it when Bernie was still in the race. Oh, yeah. So now it'll get more attention and end up helping the Republicans because they obviously don't care about sexual assault, really, but they'll absolutely use anything and everything. Uh, so at and, the very uh, least, dig their heels in on any accusation of Trump and it'll blunt it further. More so than Bill Clinton being a rapist did last time. I mean, a very good friend of mine is having, uh, like, some PTSD getting triggered over that. So I guess it matters to her. But, um, yeah, I don't know if it's, like, ultimately... I mean, it didn't fucking stop Trump the last time when the Democrats did. I guess it'll be funny or triggering, depending on who you are, to hear Democrats say... Uh, well, why'd she wait so long to file a crime? Oh, yeah, I've heard that. That's going to be awesome. It's uh, so gross. Be, it's so gross. It's so gross. I, um, you know, I did run into somebody who was giving me a lot of rape uh, apologetics over it, and I was like, did you say this same stuff around... Um, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. And he was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, okay, so you're just someone who's a rape apologist here's the thing is that a lot of people don't even know what that really means so like i just want to put it out here right now um if you require proof quote unquote of the assault you are engaging in rape apologetics like you are not on the side of victims if that's the angle you're immediately coming from because it one shows that you have no awareness that the entire justice system is not 
not set up with victims of sexual assault in particular in mind at all. There is no way to prove most assault. And um, acting like it's a fair barometer is uh, protects rapists, essentially. But yeah, I was shocked to see how many people very easily use the same exact criticisms that were aimed at uh, Dr. Ford for this, who had been defending uh, Dr. Ford with the Kavanaugh hearing. I mean, obviously, most famously, Alyssa Milano. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, some people, I will give some people, I guess, credit. I don't know if that's the appropriate thing, but some people are fine with saying, yeah, I believe women. He is a rapist, but I'm still going to vote for him. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> because, that's the calculation. And being that uh, is an option. I don't understand going so hard with the um, rape apologetics, really. Which one is uh, the least rapist? <laughs> at least if you're saying, yes, I believe women still, but, I, but I'm going to vote because et cetera, so forth. At least you're consistent on something that's important. <laughs> Arguably, having to have this situation be the, the exception to the rule because you can't experience the cognitive dissonance of voting for a predator, which guess what? You already have. Um, it's, you know, it's uh, it's more lame to me personally in some way. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I, I encountered the whole, why did it happen? Why did she come forward so late? This lessens the chance that Trump gets out of office kind of moving the goal um and it seems like people who genuinely want trump out of office for partisan and personal reasons really defensively kind of like squaring a circle that's difficult when it comes to something as abstract and impersonal as politics and this is Thing I think about all the time, the impersonality of politics is taken so personally, like neoliberalism has engineered us to think about these very impersonal things like partisan politics, presidential politics in this very personal way. And to impersonalize it and say that, well, it's the lesser of two evils, which is this, their argument kind of doesn't square the circle of politics is all based on personal issues or personal like principles because neoliberalism is based on this idea that you need to 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 base your politics on these personal preferences personal life experiences you know it's it's all like this privatization of stress and if you're stressed out by Donald Trump and if you're like personally feeling attacked at all moments by Donald Trump, then you need to vote against Donald Trump. And that personalness is like completely against the idea of impersonal politics of partisanship that's like thrust upon us by superstructures. I think you're right. Um, I think it's like a superficial uh, taking it personally. Um, you, we do right now have a lot, a lot of people who are like, 
experiencing um, in the past four years a discomfort that they have never experienced before. Not sympathy, but I can understand that that is some people's experience. So the degree with which they it was like, it was always crazy. the experience though that's the that's the thing it was always the experience was that it was uncomfortable to vote for the lesser of two evils for people who had a fucking critical mind well that's the thing people don't have critical minds about this and you have the simultaneous like encouragement of taking it personally superficially but then this real resistance to um, grounding the discussion in reality, in the material conditions. Uh, I keep running into one, a lot of times when I'm discussing this with people who are uh, disagreeing with me somewhat, they make this assumption like I've got no skin in the game. Like all of this is hypothetical to me. I have a... um, it's an intellectual uh, fancy exercise for me to be engaged in leftist politics, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas in reality, nothing else offers me anything. Like I don't get anything. (laughs) Uh, Me, the person, the individual whose vote people want, supposedly, I have to advocate for myself. And that's really weird to have to impress upon people that like, this is real and... I am talking about real things and things that matter. <laughs> and, and, but uh, end of the day, they don't yeah. have a skin in the game. They're not making any argument no. based on any material idea of this will affect A, B, and C and help these people. They're making a, a pure argument that has as much has as much like fucking meaning as whether the Eagles are objectively better than the Giants or what have you. They they just feel better with their guys around and that feels normal for them and they want things to be normal again. Well, anyway, to highlight no. your point, uh, <laughs> this tweet I uh, found, which your point reminded me of, from some dumbass on Twitter... We need better policy. We need drastic change. We need trickle-up economics. But not right now. We want comfort, truth, and safety. Even if it's an illusion, that's what we'll choose. That's why we love Cuomo. That's why Biden is better than Bernie for now. You know, like, he's literally with with a completely straight face saying he wants truth, even if it's a lie. And we're the babies we're not giving that to him. It's mask off. It's ma- as, as Isaac would say, it's, it's taking the mask off. Oh yeah. There's been a lot of masks. And speaking masks of off, which, uh, um, this week. guess who has some fucking dancing bear masks now? What? Yeah. My mom ordered a bunch of like dancing bear masks. Ladies, welcome to the all new dancing bear <laughs> I just made masks out of old t-shirts because I, I have some basic sewing skills. I mean, I did a very shoddy job, but it serves its purpose. I just saw this goddamn commercial for Papa John's, which, like, I don't know how, I guess, advertising agencies are essential businesses because they've been making commercials. They and have. Like, most of them, I guess, aren't using any new 
footage, although I think I've seen a UPS ad that like definitely had some footage that they shot specific to the scenario. This one like was mostly just voices and like video edits, so I think they could have probably gotten away of just making it at their houses. Uh, but it says from our 450 degree oven until it gets into your hands, uh, no human touches your pizza and also ask about contactless delivery, which is, you know, ghoulish that they're making these pandemic specific commercials. It's also ghoulish that Papa John's is bragging that they only cook their pizzas at 450 degrees because that's <laughs> the dumbest goddamn thing on earth. I made my pizzas at 500 degrees because that's as high as my oven goes. The reason you get a pizza oven, though, is because it usually goes up to 800 degrees and you like to cook your pizza between seven and 800 degrees. That's the entire point of having a pizza oven. That's why pizzas from pizzerias are just, you know, you can get good ingredients and get fancy and all that, but you're never going to have pizza oven quality pizza because your oven doesn't get as hot. And here they are bragging that they only cook their pizzas at 450 degrees for their fucking ghoulish goddamn pandemic commercial. I don't know why you're bragging about making pizza wrong. Just don't say anything. Just say, like, from the time it goes into our oven until the time it gets in your hands. Because You know what? That's good advice, like, in a lot of ways. There's so many opportunities to just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, if you take anything from this podcast, um, you want to cook pizza as hot as possible, as hot as your oven goes. If your oven goes to 500, cook it at 500. Uh, I'm trying to decide if this is more inviting than the chess rants or less. It probably is. I would imagine it has to be. <laughs> uh, no, I've been noticing an uptick in pandemic-specific advertisements. I just, I have a rant, which is that I'm in a quote-unquote essential worker, a.k.a. somebody who needs to work or starve. <laughs> a.k.a. a hero. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> um, Wait, I've, next week, next week we're gonna sing the song "Hero" at you, uh, Steve. No, no. <laughs> the, wait, the, we need the a one. hero. Yeah, but the but the uh, version from. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you were talking about, about the Breaking Glaciers. Oh, that no, one. No, the Nickelback one. Oh. <laughs> All of them. I'm gonna spend the next week making a. Yeah, I'm going to make a medley of those hero songs. I'm going to rehearse it with Marlo. Or was like, <laughs> We're going to we do just, that. As long as it doesn't include the Frey song about... <laughs> well, we're going to include it now. None of because, us heard of the Because thing. I watched the Andrew Cuomo press conference today, and it included a bunch of New Yorkers stuck in their houses montaged against the phrase whatever the song is i don't i don't even know oh okay so hero is a nickelback song but my hero and another song called hero were written by the foo fighters so that covers us for post grunge <laughs> <laughs> okay so my 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 rant is about me going out to i think it was carol gardens I knocked on the door of a rich boomer house um, 
with a very large door at a brownstone. And these people were very excited to see me coincidentally at the same time as seven o'clock essential worker clap minute happened. Yeah. Oh boy. And there was a chorus of claps happening all around. And the people inside were very excited. They were getting their computers and phones to like capture the moment of this minute long clap for the essential workers. And I and I looked at them and you know, they were like whatever you want to call like they're large boomers who then looked at me and said we don't have any cash (laughs) (laughs) and i just and i walked off their brownstone to a choir of claps (laughs) and felt and felt this this wonderful feeling of being validated in all my views about the rich. Yeah. Uh, it is a nice, it is a nice moment when um, they are exactly who you thought they were. And, I, and, and I'm in full like double mask. I have two masks going on when I'm at work. I have one mask that's like this medical mask. And then I have one mask that my mom gave me. That's like, a mask that's pink but has all the hands that are clasped together like we're all friends. And I'm also fully gloved up. Like, I can't go to work without all these precautions put in place. And to walk away and hear all the clapping in my full pandemic garb, you know, made me feel good about communism. Like, and we have a communism in this episode yet, but I feel like on one hand, very certain about the future of communism in this country, but also like it will never happen. Um, On one hand, I feel like the acceleration towards a capitalism that will inevitably collapse is in front of us. But at the same time, I feel like it's a, receding horizon it's a com like it's completely in this deferral state of like debt and uh excuses that are entirely encapsulated in every andrew cuomo like press conference yeah i mean whatever capitalism is gonna like continue to try and change and defend itself but ultimately yeah. no, no like I that's think- that's the thing. Capitalism, not only are people literally invested in in capitalism, et cetera, but capitalism itself as a an idea seeks to exist. So it's at least I feel that's a good way to think about it, to depersonalize it so much. Like capitalism is, you know, uh kind of the original, uh, an original meme, like in the Dawkins um, definition of it, it's a, it wants to get into people's minds and replicate itself. Uh, and all the arguments for its justifications exist like that. They are designed to feel good to people who are a little bit comfortable. I think what we're 
getting to is where reality is becoming so conflicting with those stories that even people who've been suffering have swallowed and in- internalized that, you know, I, I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but it seems like it seems like there's going to at least be an disinvestment in what we've all been told uh, on a massive scale. Any, do you have any predictions? Now that you ask, uh, because I am the woo-woo uh, part of this podcast, I will say um, a very fun thing is that uh, several woo-woo people I know kind of predicted this uh, situation. Um, not Now, that I know there's some people out there with like some nonsense, but I actually know someone personally who said to me, <laughs> uh, and she's, she's a woo-woo person, um, she said she felt like some sort of sickness uh type thing was going to come in february she said this like last year offhand um we were just talking about weird uh meditation messages and things like that and um so that's been pretty rad to kind of you know anytime something like that happens i enjoy it um it it doesn't prove anything one way or the other but the woo-woo people as opposed to like the conspiracy people who are more in the QAnon situation, the woo people are have a very positive outlook on all of these, uh, all of this disruption and collapse. And it's not, uh, some of them are dipping into some weird eco-fascism, which pff, kick it in the teeth. Humans are not the virus guys. Uh, it's stupid. Um, <laughs> but some of them are in terms of, our economy and how everything works, um, it requires that the masses believe in it to a certain degree. We have to believe that money is real in order for everything to work. We have to believe that, oh my God, it's so, you have to pay this bill or else, right? Like there's there's people who have to believe that and that's how things work. But now we're dealing with a situation where it's becoming very clear that a lot of that is not fundamentally true. Just like a lot of what's happening now shows uh, just how incredibly affordable Medicare for all would be. I think a lot of people, and it's not going to be people that necessarily you expect or even are coming from any kind of political minded background or analysis. I think there's going to be a lot of people questioning the fundamental like structures of things in a way that's going to be positive because I think it's just going to be too clear that this doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, And I felt like a crazy person for a fucking, you know, decade and a half feeling like I'm an idiot over here saying this doesn't make sense, actually. Like, ugh, like this doesn't make sense. You know, this doesn't it, not just, oh, it's not fair, but it it's flawed. Like, it doesn't even work how it's supposed to work. And it hurts people. And it's, you know, uh, endangers us. I, I do. I just think um, the gap between, like, wealthy people who are naive about everything um and working people who are being impacted the most it's going to be somewhat undeniable you know and i do want to shout out my girl lady gaga for being a not totally shitty celebrity in this situation there's been a lot of like oh make this video you know we all made fun of gal gadot and the imagine video so uh gaga raised a bunch of money and etc but and donated a bunch of supplies but uh she did it in a way that was really subtly shading these other celebs because she kept bringing up the working women out there who are single moms who lost their job who like 
you know, blah, 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 blah. She kept bringing up, you know, real people that this is impacting and how do you get help literally directly to them. And, you know, I think we're going to see some more people framing it in that way, but we're going to have to deal with a lot of nonsense, a lot more stupid clapping and meaningless gestures, but it... No, I, I mean, I just feel like this is actually a fundamental challenge to, at the very least, capitalist realism in a way that I don't think there was another event in our lifetime Mm -mm. did. Um, You know, 9-11 had the general neoliberal capitalist responses, which was exactly what we did. There's no clear way that that works anymore. There's no one you can... What what separates this from 9-11, though? Because... There's because there's because there's no human enemy. Yeah, there's no human enemy. We are humbled. The failure has arisen essentially from things that we were told we got this covered. Oh no, we don't have this covered at all. It's a humbling experience because a lot of I think what we've been told before is predicated on the idea that oh yeah, we know all of the threats we're facing and and. We know what to prioritize, but even the very concept that there might be something that we never knew about that could be so damaging, even that alone is unsettling for a lot of people right now. Even if they're completely disconnected from any, they haven't lost anyone, they're not really having any personal difficulties. I think the very idea that something like this could occur is a paradigm shifting for a lot of people who felt very safe, you know? And now I am concerned that it'll turn into to a weird, like a weird skewed germophobia that's not grounded in reality. I'm already seeing it a little bit. Please, again, don't bathe your groceries. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and if you have to it, blame a ethnicity for this, um, I don't know, Albanians, they've had it. Yeah, fuck Albanians, yeah. man. Um, well, I, full disclosure, hey, I'm agreeing. Listen, s- system of a down would deserve. Those are Armenians, but I encourage Yeah, our Armenians are fine. <laughs> To make these malapropisms. Yes, confuse Armenians for Albanians. They love it. Uh, it's great. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, I just had the idea that maybe we could like play out on Chad Kroger of Nickelback's Heroes. So then we can break out as that podcast that got su- sued by Chad Kroger from Nickelback. No, no, we don't want to get sued by. <laughs> okay, fine. That was just a thought, Matthew. Look, Marlo's thinking correctly. He's trying to get us to the next level yeah. here. We, we need, were those guys who got we need sued, publicity. Nickel, sued by Nickelback for some reason. That's yeah. Great. No, I I think that Bunny's proposition of people being more conscientious of things like class and things about their security and safety is well taken but at the same time i feel like it's gonna swing in the other direction the defeats of today are the right but i feel like the end result of this if there is a re- end result is a form of state capitalism you know, which we already had, but is much more like mask off state capitalism. I mean, honestly, most likely the end result of this is things are going to go back to quote unquote normal. Yeah, it's that's going to suck. But um, I, I, don't, I don't think, think we're ever going back to normal. Back. 
Yeah. Like, I don't think you can take back what has happened. No, 60,000 to 100,000 people are going to die. And yeah, and we fundamentally had essentially a uh, general strike, even if it was accidental, uh, take place. Um, you know, uh, we should wrap up. But I will say that it made me extremely mad this week that I had a thing removed from Facebook simply <laughs> for joking simply for joking that I would vote for whoever killed the current president. That's obviously a joke. That's not how it works. <laughs> also, uh, you'd have to presume that somebody out there is listening to me specifically, and that person is Joe Biden, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not, guys. I'm just saying. I got in trouble that- for saying, well, not for me personally saying, but for somebody in a group that I moderate said that they hoped that Joe Biden got COVID. Uh, and it was a, a group that Marlo and I both yeah. moderate. And we were contacted saying, why don't you moderate this and censor this person? And it's uh, correct. It's correct. <laughs> what? Because it's correct to hope that. Yeah, no, that's not a joke. Uh, I do hope that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... You're allowed to wish ill on people. Yeah, I know exactly. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's a protected. It was, it was couched in this like, if Joe Biden gets it, he'll be dead, and it's a death wish. Um, and I know the person who's listening right now that is mad right now. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but the internet is not real. Yeah, we just lost like a fifth of our listener base. <laughs> Uh, which is like pete oh by the way pete had his vote suppressed yeah pete shout out to pete he had his absentee vote repressed by the gop deciding that absentee votes were to be thrown out and you know wisconsin is like whatever but also fuck the gop in wisconsin fuck scott Fuck the DNC um, and whatever the fuck state came before Wisconsin. I don't even. Remember. No, but it sucks to have his like vote like cast and told that it doesn't count. I mean, it's like a white man feeling what it means to be oppressed. <laughs> I mean, it just sucks when they absolutely confirm that your vote doesn't count. Yeah, you no, know? that's. It's like, you know, we all like to live in a little fantasy there. Mask off. Uh, we're, we're doing good. Oh, let's see. <laughs> hashtag why I'm voting for Joe is trending. So that's fun. Um, oh, that'll be fun. Hashtag Howie Hawkins. What? <laughs> Green Party, baby. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going PSL this time around, but we'll see. PSL? Yeah, Party of Socialism yeah, and Liberation. You know, they're stalling us, but um, yeah, whatever. I'm pissed. Uh, I'll regret it when they win and throw me in a pool. It's also, we have seven months uh, before the general election. It's like the earliest a primaries ever ended. Um, so, you know, look, uh, no matter what I do in November, I've got a copious amount of time to bitch and complain and pretend I'm going to do all kinds of shit. Convince me. And, Convince yeah, me. And you, can, and you can die in a helicopter accident. Exactly. Anything is possible. Um, we're online. We're on the internet. You can join our Patreon. We're going to have a bonus soon, I guess. Um, I have some ideas. It'll be, I have some ideas. It'll be Marlo um, ranting about chess. 
And pizza. Yeah, just chess content. Uh, <laughs> I'd love for us to become like a niche podcast that like chess aficionados listen to, but only for like the minute and a half that's about something about chess. Scandinavian um, defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyway, uh, we're online. Pinko Kami Sluts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pinko Sluts. Uh, I'm Bunny Themelis at Bunny Themelis. I'm s- um, at Pinko Steve. I'm Marlo. Don't find me. No. Don't find Marlo. What's your at? Marlo's forever mysterious. Um. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Um. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. And. Maybe we'll have aliens by the time we get to the next episode. That's my hope and dream for all of us in America that we'll make contact with extraterrestrials in an undeniable way. It's more likely than full communism. That's right. So, (laughs) let's play the odds. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Kind of. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Zeus. Shut up. Get shut up. I didn't my open the Where's door. your dog? Bye. Where's Levon? Uh, he's downstairs watching us yeah. with my parents. Oh yeah, you got yeah, a good no, dog. He's, he's like <laughs> one of those fancy ass like golden doodles who just sleeps like twenty two hours a day and then spends like two hours a day trying to get you to like play tug of war with him. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't complain about my living situation, that's for sure. Mm-hmm.